I remember a couple of years ago, a preacher was discussing a place that we're in in this day and age where if we do something in order to make ourselves or those around us feel better about it, we condone it. So, for example, if I know I have been um, doing something as far as, say, I was smoking and I was drinking growing up. And so I begin to have young people around me as I've gotten a little bit older and they begin to do the same thing. And instead of correcting them because of the fear of them automatically saying things like, oh, you're just judging me and acting like you're better. We are supposed to take on that mind frame of I'm telling you not in the aspect of I'm better, but I'm telling you because just because I did it did not make it right. Put it like that. Just because we did things in our past and present does not make it okay, nor does it make it okay to water it down and condone it for others. And I say that in the aspect of kind of like I was saying on a previous podcast, just because it seems like the popular trend that everybody is going for from the shows and the movies to we watch to how we see the celebrities live their lives or even people who are close to us and doing things that we know do not go in compliance in order with walking out your faith walk and doing things the right way um we need to be okay and comfortable with going against the grain in order to tell the truth in things and i give that to anybody who ever asked me about things that have happened before in my past when i'm telling you about it i'm not telling you about it in a joyous or 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 a way to um credit the things that I've done in the past that were not good but I talk about things like what I've done in my past to give you an understanding of I'm not just telling you something to blow smoke I'm telling you something because I've already done it and I knew that it was not okay but I did it anyway but I also learned my lesson and I'm on the other side of the hill and that's where I want to speak to you from and I don't want you to feel like you have to go through those same processes or even attempt to do the same things especially when I'm speaking to younger people um, that find themselves intrigued by hearing oh so you dealt with this or you got into that lifestyle you know when you were younger so you understand I do But I'm also telling you why you should not be doing it. And I don't want people to feel uncomfortable telling the truth. So just because everybody's running around and having children out of wedlock or shacking up or feeling like we can just have common law marriage or anything that goes against the grain like that, that does not mean you have to be quiet about it. That does not mean you have to condone it either. Yes, everybody can do whatever they want to do. You're all responsible for your own decisions, but don't ever be in a space where you're afraid to tell the truth because you don't want anybody feeling like you're looking down on them. It's not to look down. It's to make sure no matter what information you're getting, you're getting the truth. Even if you're getting it from somebody who is not a perfectly clean slate, it's a matter of being mature enough to tell you that's not cool and that's not good. Don't do that. Um, And that just kind of helps to flow into the topic that I wanted to bring up today, which is around 
unpopular opinions in society today. So disclaimer to unpopular opinions when I talk about these before I even get down to them, um, because I'm sure I'll come up with quite a few of them over time, but I'm just starting with the ones I have off the top of my head right now. I'm not speaking on these things to have a bash fest. Understand that. Anybody who knows me in genuineness knows when I'm speaking to you, I'm speaking to you in truth and facts over emotions because you don't need to hear how I feel about something or my opinion, so to speak, about something um, if we don't even have that kind of relationship where we need to be having those kind of conversations. This, these, these things that I'm talking about are real raw, uncut because they're the truth and they're the facts of what I'm taught directly from the fact book of life, which is the Bible. There are no if, ands, or buts to that. There's no, oh, this is my truth. No, that is the truth. Now, whether you choose to accept those things or not is completely up to you. But my point in saying all that is everything that I talk about is truly in love and light of making sure that Nobody can ever say they weren't told or given an understanding. And even in those times, I've said a couple of times before on different social platforms, um, and all you're getting, get an understanding is biblically written. So ask those questions if there's something that's being said that's not fully understood. Because if the first thing you take to is confusion, that's going to root in a space of offense as well for a lot of people. I've seen it before. I've heard it before. It's not new. Um, and it's natural to occur when you're too afraid to ask the real of, well, why do you say that? Or where did that come from? Because I have no problem citing where the communications or information that I'm saying comes from. So understand when I'm talking about something, it's not to give you the feel goods. It's to tell you the truth in light of how we walk around, um, in a day to day, especially as millennials, Just because it's going on around us and it's the popular thing or it's the most relevant thing to everybody to kind of keep you calm and underwaters where folks are not poking at you or basically putting an X on your back, that doesn't mean it's good and that doesn't mean it's right. So I would hope and truly pray that in everything that I say, it's taken not necessarily with a grain of salt, but taken in fact check. Make sure that resonates with you. Make sure that resonates with your understanding. Make sure that when you're listening to anybody, preacher, teacher, pastor, influencer, whatever you want to call somebody, as long as they are coming from a sphere of influence in a positive and good way, according to, again, the fact book, aka the Bible and the word, still do your part, do your research and make sure what you're hearing corresponds with you know what you read and know to be true as well as making sure it resonates correctly according to the holy spirit and you gonna feel that unction in you if something is comfortable or uncomfortable if you're walking the right way anyway so i just wanted to make sure that was out there prior to the continual process of me revealing things that are in light of how we live today They're unpopular opinions, so, you know, that's how it's going to be sometimes. Okay, so the first unpopular opinion. I recently saw a post that was saying 
that sex is extremely important to occur prior to marriage because this generation really wants to know what they're getting into in order to be prepared for when they do get married. So I'm going to start with the original basics to all of this, which is that's 100% incorrect. Just because we do it doesn't mean we should continue to be doing it. And that right there is a bunch of crap to an excuse as to doing it. Basically saying I need to test out the car before I buy it kind of situation. No, we don't need to do that. Let's just be honest and say we do it because we want to. It ain't even about testing. It's because, hey, I'm having a lustful moment. This is what I want. This is how I want to get down. Don't put that back on saying, hey, um, you know, trying to make sure the goods are ready or make sure he he he's <laughs> for those old enough that he is the size that I want him or she can get down like I like her to in the bedroom. That's just completely pointless because that means you have completely null and voided the process of even trusting God to know exactly what you need. And y'all have to keep in mind, we only know a very, very, very small portion of what we personally need and want compared to the creator, the one who created us. He knew what he put in you as far as what you needed, what equipment, what tools were needed to turn every which way inside of you and outside of you mentally, physically, emotionally, psychologically, and of course, sexually. So what makes you think when you get married you're not going to get what you need to have equipped. Now, granted, if you are getting married in the bounds of you probably marrying somebody you shouldn't be marrying or you're getting married for the wrong reasons, those are automatic triggers that you are already setting yourself up for failure anyway. So don't use that excuse of blaming God for you not being in a happy relationship physically into the excuses that I've heard even saying well I've had Christian friends who got married and then they're divorced and then my own uh Christian friends are still married one you don't know what goes on behind closed doors with any of those relationships two don't again blame that on whether someone is a Christian or not because you don't know the walk and the faith that's going on behind those closed doors with those two people and it very well to that most of the time 99% of the time it had nothing to do with the sex not being great being the pivotal point it definitely had other factors that came into the whole situation that made it bad from the jump there was somewhere that they missed to check the box before they even got married and that by choice happens to a lot of relationships and that just comes from poor premarital that comes from not having the right um conversations and and circle of wisdom and sphere of influence around them to even equip them to be prepared in all those other areas because it's disheartening to realize especially when it comes to younger younger people I'm talking about in your late teens and 20s where you have waited it out and you've waited to the point you're like, all right, well, I'm ready. We can handle this. We can figure it out when we get there. But you never took the time to really get to know that person. And when we don't take the time to really dig deep and find the roots as much as we can in a relationship, you're going to find a lot of different things to blame it on. And the one thing that a lot of people will cast stones at you about, especially being a Christian, is the fact of if your sex life sucked and you actually told people about that, the first 
piece of information they're going to volunteer is, well, you should have checked it out before you got married. Incorrect. That's not to say that's the point that you did wrong. That is no part of what you did wrong. Ever, ever, ever. Please be clear on that. Um, and again, just because a lot of people have had sex outside of marriage prior to getting married, that does not mean those are the people who cannot discuss and talk about these kind of things. Because reality is right is right. Wrong is wrong. And people still have the opportunity of grace and mercy and repentance when it comes to the Lord. That's the beauty of getting mixed up in this world and having sins that are cast on us by the choices that we make. We are not to walk in shame and condemnation of the things that we've done. However, we don't just walk around and act like everything is all cool and gravy and not ask for repentance and not ask for forgiveness and go through that process of making sure we have that one-on-one communication and relationship with the Lord to fix the error of our ways. So no, pride's got to go out the window with that one. But this, this, this whole, I mean, even a thread that I've gone through on social media to the point of seeing so many women, mostly, it wasn't really the men who were on there talking, but the women who were just talking about the fact of um, I wouldn't even marry a man until I've slept with him first. We got to quit going through that stigma. It's almost like it's becoming more of a taboo to go into a marriage and not have been uh, had sex with one another. And here's the thing, just because say he had sex before the marriage and she had sex before the marriage, that doesn't mean y'all have to have sex before the marriage just because y'all aren't coming into it as versions. Pump the brakes right there again. I'm going to throw it back to the repentance part. When you mess up, we all fall short of the glory. Pick yourself up. Ask for forgiveness. Make sure you have a mindset on not continuing to do those things. And that's why I use the word specifically repentance and not just saying asking for forgiveness. Because people ask for forgiveness and they'll turn around and do the same thing. Repentance means I am Asking for the will of God to turn me from my ways of doing what I did that was incorrect so that I do not fall short of that again. And you have to understand the same things that were written before about not having sex before marriage, they still apply even today. So don't think just because we've gotten in a different time, there are no consequences to that. There are so many different things that go into the fact of when when you, you know, are having all these different partners and stuff, you have some relationships where your significant other is going to want to know that body count. Are you really ready to have that conversation? And I don't care if you simply say, I only had sex with one person. Guess what? That one person had sex with two. Them two had sex with three, so on and so forth. So your body count is a lot more than what you're saying. And that's going to make you feel some kind of way. And you may marry somebody or get involved with somebody that's not cool with that and may create a a an atmosphere that could have been avoided had you just properly followed the process of waiting no it's not easy especially when you're around somebody you love and you want to share that with them and you want to get involved like that um and I know I believe it was Paul that was talking about the whole process of you know if you can't wait then yes it is better for a man and a woman to get married when when you just got that burning desire to have sex 
And of course, when you go through that process, if that's why you running down the aisle, you're going to have a lot to figure out when you get married. But you know what? You've saved yourself a lot of the repercussions and the reaping of what you sowed in having sex with somebody outside of marriage. And there is no point, again, in testing anything out because you're failing to trust God in the first place when you feel the need to go through that process. Trust him to give you exactly who you need. Trust God to set you up according to what's not only going to help you in your walk faithfully as a Christian, but what's going to help you with your purpose in making sure you can ride it out with somebody who will do life with you, even outside of sex. Because Lord forbid, one of y'all get into a really bad accident in life that requires um, a portion of your body, the lower portion of your body to just be almost null and void. What are you going to do then? Are you just going to up and leave that person? Is that person going to leave you because y'all can't have sex anymore? Or it, it may be some complications in a surgery or something that requires a portion of your body in, in that area to where you can't even respond there anymore. What are you going to do? We got to learn to see bigger pictures than these little bitty fractions of I need to make sure we're sexually compatible. Only way you're going to know you're sexually compatible is when you go through that process in marriage. Outside of marriage, you have completely defiled the marriage bed. And guess what? Once you've done that, you've already corrupted that place where it would have been a great thing. Um, I think it was recently I was uh, watching a documentary and it was um, being said, you know, sex is like fire. Um, and fire in a fireplace is wonderful. It's nice. It's warm. It's cozy. Um, it's beautiful. It's an amazing thing. And it gives you something to look forward to and just something to enjoy. However, a fire outside of a fireplace is a dangerous thing because once it gets going, you have no control over that. So you cannot say what the end result of that is. And the end result of anything um, as I learned a long time ago, when you were playing with the toys of the enemy and on the devil's playground, you cannot tell him how far to go. The end result of anything you're doing you shouldn't be doing in the first place will always be death. It is that extreme. Now, that doesn't mean you go die from having sex. Granted, that's always an option, too, on the table. It's on the lower end of percentage. But the point is... There is a bigger death happening inside of you physically and emotionally and spiritually by going through that process because there are plenty of relationships where it doesn't even work out after you didn't had sex. And I know I've heard from the perspective of men, no matter how much they care about you, no matter how much they love you, appreciate you, respect you. By nature, there is a natural effect of a man that loses a significant amount of respect for a woman when they do have sex. And I have really seen this in a lot of relationships from ones that I've been in in my past to ones that I've seen in the people around me. And it's like it's not worth it to see how much we give up just to be feeling like, well, you know what? We're not married, but we grown. I'm grown has nothing to do with it because you are constantly a child of God in the eyes of God, which means you need to be acting according to what he said so that you can spare yourself and everybody around you that pain and frustration and anger and hurt from even going through that process. 
Like there's there's no need for it. And honestly, I would even break it down to say if you feel that big of an urge to go that far to where I got to have sex, I got to have sex, I got to have sex. You need to really sit down and have that conversation between you and the Lord why that desire is burning in you to even do that. Now, if we talking about you didn't decided to Netflix and chill and you there ain't no questionnaire. There's clearly the answer. Why you burning with that? Why you feel the need to do that? If you're constantly putting yourself in a position where you just will continually be tempted, know that that's on you. So there's no there's no deep meaning behind this. There's no rocket science to it. If you put yourself in that position, it's going to happen. There is nobody that is above that. Let me be clear about that too because there are certain people feel like, "Well, I know how to make it not happen. I know when to stop. You're you you're not you're not the end all be all boo. It's not. It's not. If it's going to go down, it's going to go down when you get in that position and you get in that atmosphere. You allow it to be made, it's going to happen. So that is my unpopular belief today on how we are in society as young people, as millennials. We need to stop. There is no need for us to be uh, <laughs> having sex just because we with somebody um, and we're not married. No, that marriage still needs to come first. That ring still needs to come first. Those vows still need to come first. I don't care how old school that sounds to you. What was written and what was said is still prevalent today as it was 100 years ago, 200 years ago, 100 years from today, 200 years from today, so on and so forth. It's still a living, constant, present word. Don't neglect that. So before I sign off on this one, um, I definitely want to thank everyone who has um, been sending feedback and just communicating with me overall when it comes to some things um, that I've discussed in the last few podcasts. Um, Again, I wasn't doing anything to make it any kind of feel good, so to speak, but I want to make sure that I'm able to play a part in creating those conversations, you know, around the table and being able to give that insight of, um, you know, we all have different perspectives and we all have different thoughts, but it's very imperative that we still walk in a like-minded manner together as we can as believers. And if you're not a believer, I truly pray that the Lord touches your heart to want to get to that place in your life where you are seeking that personal relationship, not the religion. Um, I can't express that enough, that personal relationship with God, because it takes just that to not only understand what is going on around us as far as relationships and why they are turning out the way they are um, for a lot of people, but in order to help us to grow and to heal from those places where we've dealt with a lot of these things that are uncomfortable and not the best portions and parts of a relationship, um, you know, because that's the majority of what I discuss on here, things that we deal with in our day-to-day with our loved ones. Um, so I definitely want to thank you all who have, you know, even if it's simply just uh, critical feedback of what your thoughts were and how you took to what was being said or shared, I appreciate that because that lets me know you at least have an ear to hear what's being said. 
Um, and I do always pray that anything that is discussed and talked about um, plants those seeds that truly need to be in all of us, not just you all when I'm talking, but even myself. I appreciate those who are in my sphere of influence that continue to help to spiritually feed my process and my growth and encourage me in this process because talking about things that are not what everybody always wants to hear is never an easy thing, but it's definitely something that feels good when you know you're doing it for the right reasons. So thank you all for listening. Thank you for reposting, posting, sharing, talking about it, reaching out. Y'all are A1. Have a good one.